Hello and welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. Thank you for joining me today. Have you ever watched a horse race and then before the horse race, these trumpets play that song right before the horse race? Yeah, right. Anyway, you watch a movie and the cavalry is charging up against the Indians and the bugle blows. Or at night when they're all going to sleep and the bugler plays taps. When I was in about fifth grade, my friend Wayne and I were at a basketball game, a high school basketball game, and Wayne said, come with me. Where are we going, Wayne? I want to get this guy's autograph. So I thought, okay, he wants to get one of the star's autographs. We had some great stars back then when I was in about fifth grade, the high school team. They were very competitive. They had some big old guys guys that could really shoot. They're always very competitive. So I followed them down through the bleachers. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Got down to the floor, walked to the end of the bench. The game just got over. Wayne goes up to this guy kind of sitting towards the end of the bench saying, excuse me, may we have your autograph, please? And the guy looked at us and Wayne held out a piece of paper and a pen. The guy scribbled his name and smiled at us, asked us a couple questions like, how you doing? We thanked him and we left. And I said, Wayne, that guy's sitting on the end of the bench. Why did you want his autograph? Wayne looked me right in the eye and said, he's the best trumpet player in school. About the fifth grade, we did start taking an interest in band. School made us start playing these little instruments called tonettes. We learned music, where to put our fingers, how to blow in them. After a while, we started playing things like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star together. Mary Had a Little Lamb. Had to take it home and practice. These tonettes were maybe eight inches long and they were solid black. And they had a nice, rich tone, no matter how terrible of a tonette player you were, unless you just blew into it real hard. Today, I know kids start out with uh, an instrument they call a recorder that are more slender than the tonette. They're longer. They're over a foot long. They're probably 14, 16 inches long. And I do not think they sound nearly as good as that old tonette. 
We played those tonettes for a year or two, I believe. I tried to search my mind to give myself some sort of time frame on this, and it's really hard to remember. I can remember the tonette just like it's in my closet, but I can't really remember how old I was and how long we played it. I do remember, though, about sixth grade, there was a high school and junior high school band concert. And before all that started, we gave a little concert with our tonettes. Then we sat through the concert with the bands, and Bob was sitting up there really playing his trumpet. After the concert, these lights came on, these tables, and on the tables were all these beautiful, wonderful instruments. And the director informed us that if we're wanting to start in the junior high band next year, we had a choice. We could buy an instrument that they had for sale, or we could rent one. So my parents and I walked over, and I said, I want to play a trumpet. I really want to play a trumpet. I want to be like Bob. I want to be like those guys in the Army. So we went and we looked, and they were shiny, and they were wonderful, and I saw one I fell in love with. Its case had nice blue lining, kind of velvet material, and the horn was all wonderful and shiny and new. And the man selling this stuff, and I can't remember if he was my tonette director or if he just sold the stuff, but I do remember he used to be my hockey coach. I remember that part. And he was selling the stuff, and I believed he had a music store up by the ski area. He explained to my parents how much it was and if he wanted to put it on the easy payment plan. And that it was really wasn't a trumpet. It was a hybrid between a cornet and a trumpet. I don't think he used hybrid. That word probably wasn't even invented yet, but it was kind of a cross between that. It was not as stubby as a cornet, and yet it had a nice rich sound, sort of like a cornet, which I didn't know what a cornet was. I looked at it, and I saw a trumpet, and that's what I wanted, that one. My dad said, well, how do we know you're going to practice how we, do we know that we're not going to buy this thing and next week you'll be on to something else? Let's go look at the rentals. So we walked over there and they were kind of laying over there in a heap, you know. There was a tuba and a trombone, a couple old trumpets. One looked like it was made out of nickel. They all looked like someone had hit them with a hammer a couple, three times. My eyes probably welled with tears, and I knew I was losing my mojo here, and somehow I got my parents back to the nice shiny horn and the wonderful case that had the blue velvet lining, and I promised I'd practice every day, and I promised I would take care of it, and I promised I'd be a good boy and that I wouldn't fight with my brothers. My dad was hedging, and I think my mother got involved somewhat looked me right in the eye and says, Jim, you promise you'll practice? Yes, Mom, every day. I'll practice every day. Well, we negotiated and bantered back and forth, probably walked over to the rentals a couple times, and I didn't want to lose that horn. I didn't want somebody else to walk in there and buy that right out from under us while we were trying to figure out if I was going to practice or not. Somehow through all of that, all the People walking around, kids begging their parents, 
people renting instruments and a couple people buying them. Somehow through all of that, after I gave my solemn oath to be how they dreamed I would be, because that's all it was, it was just a dream, we bought that shiny cornet trumpet hybrid. I was so happy. I took it home and I practiced. The next day I came right home from school and I practiced. The next day I practiced, but I couldn't practice quite so long because I had some baseball I had to attend to. And the next day, well, I practiced after I got home from playing baseball. It was okay. I'm practicing. And I practiced. And I struggled. And I practiced. And I practiced. And I started to wonder why I had wanted that cornet trumpet so badly. And my mom would have to come find me and say, Jim, you're supposed to practice your horn. Well, I was in the junior high band once I got to seventh grade. And I didn't like to practice. And I got out of it every chance I could. And if my mother was gone, I'd lie when she got home and said, yeah, I practiced. I practiced a half an hour. I practiced. And I think maybe I was second chair. Out of six of us, there's probably two first chairs and two second chairs and two third chairs. You know, first chair, you're better than second chair. And my mother wondered how much those kids practiced that were in first chair. And I'd leave my horn at school, forget it, and I'd have to go back and get it so I could bring it home and practice. And, Mom, we had practice at school today. Well, I struggled with this all seventh grade. And then eighth grade started. And the eighth graders had an opportunity to play in the high school band. We had to audition for the band. And my friend Terry was in the high school band. And he said, oh, it's easy. You can do it. He played saxophone. And so I auditioned. I remember sitting there watching Mike audition and watching Preston audition. Then it was my turn. And I got up there and I was very, very nervous. I looked around and I couldn't find Terry anywhere looking around. And then I auditioned and I made it. They voted right then and there by raise of hand if they should accept this eighth grader or not. And I got accepted, and I was happy, and I was relieved, and I thought I was better than I was. Well, we had to practice with the band, the high school band, and we had to do it during, it was weird, we had to skip our lunchtime and practice with the band during our lunchtime. So after practice, we had to go to the grade school, it was down the block, and grab a bite to eat because the high school cafeteria apparently was closed by then. I can't remember why we had to go over there and eat. But after a few days, Preston and I were walking back to school. And we were kicking rocks and talking and goofing off and not in any hurry to get back to class at all. And here comes the band teacher. He stops and he looks at us. I remember him looking at us. Us looking away and looking back and looking at him, him still looking at us. And he asked why we weren't hustling it back to school. There was a privilege to be in high school band, and why are we treating this situation with such disrespect? Well, Preston, I don't think said a word, but I did. Said something smart and I thought funny. 
Next thing I know, we were kicked out of band. It was really a double-edged sword for me because I didn't like it anyway, but I was embarrassed that it happened. Well, within a week, I'm not sure how it came about, but Preston was back in the band, but I was not. I don't know if he went and apologized. I don't know if his parents talked to the band instructor. But my theory always was Preston was better than me, and they needed Preston, and they did not need me. So I was third chair and at the end of the third chair row. Well, by the time I made ninth grade, I was back in high school band. Just out of default, I was in high school, so I was in the band. And my affair with my coronet trumpet hybrid had turned from a love-hate relationship to just a hate it. I just hate it. I just hate this thing. I don't like it at all. I do not know what I was thinking when I was in 7th grade, 6th grade, 5th grade, whatever I was in, begging for it, begging, 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 promising the earth and the moon and all the stars if I could just have that shiny cornet trumpet. I had friends in band. Mike was first chair trumpet. Wayne played the French horn. I always thought Wayne was the luckiest kid in band because he had a a kid that was a junior or senior in high school that was, it was just those two being French horn. And he was kind of like Wayne's mentor, where I was with a whole slew of guys wanting to play trumpet. Half of them played it awfully good, and a few of them played it like me. Why didn't I play drums? Even old Randy played a clarinet. I would have never dreamed of clarinet. This guy was the captain of the football team, played clarinet. His goal in life was to play for Lawrence Welk. My goal in life was to take Mickey Mantle's place. I was not in the band even a little bit. Well, finally, somewhere along the road, I stopped being in band. That cornet trumpet sat in the closet. For years, it sat in the closet. When I was about 19, I came home for a week or two. So I was talking to my old football coach one day downtown, and through the conversation... I sold him my cornet trumpet. I remember this for 80 bucks. I thought I got a heck of a deal, and in reality, Coach got a great deal. That sucker was not cheap. It was almost like new. I mean, I hardly ever played it, ever. So I'm glad I hope one of his boys took it serious enough. I went and I blew the 80 bucks, probably just like that. My kids, when they got about fifth grade, they came home with tonettes. And we went through the whole shebang again. One of them wanted a clarinet. One of them wanted a flute. I believe we rented them, but the rentals by then were much nicer situations. And girls played them about a year and lost interest. And that was about the extent of music for me, except for my wife, who is very musical, can pick up an instrument and teach herself how to play it. As she's got older, she's just taken to her piano left the other things alone. Some of the famous cornet players are Dizzy Gillespie, Duke Ellington, and Louis Armstrong. Those men practiced, and they played that cornet where it sounded like liquid butter and spreading out over all to hear. Smooth as silk and pretty as a picture. Whatever you do in life, you have to practice at it to be any good. That is the principle you have to do.
So I don't know why my parents bought me that cornet. Like I said, I'm sure it was my mother that convinced my dad to let's take a chance on the boy one more time. I think I've learned my lesson by now, but it took me a while, as I think it does so many kids. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. As we get older, we're supposed to learn from that foolishness and try to make better choices in life. I guess I'm glad my parents bought me that coronet, but for the life of me, I do not know how I ever talked them into it. If you would like to donate to Baby Boomer Tales podcast, just visit our website, babyboomertales.com, and click the link, support our podcast. Thank you for being with us today. Always remember that kindness matters.